Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other Brum Radio podcasts are available at brumradio.com. Deep in the wilds of Digbeth, through our observation window, we can see a young radio presenter grappling with a kettle. He is actually running away from the kettle now. The young radio presenter has been distracted. One of the more senior members of the Pride has stopped him. What's going on, Ryan? <laughs> We're waiting for Philip Ellis to get in the studio and make a cup of tea. But just look how gorgeous he looks through that window. Aww. And he's gonna go, he's gonna listen back to this and he's gonna feel so so smug that somebody said he's gorgeous. He's, he's, he's <laughs> looking at us now. It's like you ever get that feeling you're being watched where you are. <laughs> he, he, he has like blatantly him. dressed for Instagram this morning. He's got yeah. the jacket, he has the check shirt. Even the t-shirt. He's done the full combo. He's reminding me a little bit of Gizmo in Gremlins in his blinky eyes. Aww. Welcome to the Giggy Brewing Podcast today. This episode is called Phil Watching. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough, get your heart out. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brewing Podcast. Oh my god, he's coming in the room. He's, he's Radio coming presenters coming he's coming in their natural the habitat. It's, building. <laughs> it's electric. Do we have a fanfare ride for when he walks in? Hey. Hang on. Hello. Two seconds, people. I'm Philip Ellis. And I'm late. Owned. I told Owned. Phil to get used to it. <laughs> Morning. One, one Morning. week. Two, sorry, two weeks. One week which of us are away, you managed to make it in on time. Yes, and it just wasn't my destiny this morning. <laughs> Phil, don't be tardy for the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've eaten all the party rings and the contents of your party bag. Oh, there was a pie bag. You still we have a party bag. didn't eat it, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what have got, what have got? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, oh, oh, okay, great. This is, okay, oh. Thanks, guys. <laughs> happy birthday, everyone. Yes, happy Yay! birthday, Geeky Brummy. It which, is our first anniversary. Which one of you sods is heavy breathing on the mic? Who's got a Darth Vader complex Ooh, in the studio? That'll be nice. Me. It's not you. <laughs> Who's got a case of the Darth? It could be me. I am full of cold. <laughs> oh, I've come to oh, share oh, it all oh, with oh, you today. I thought we had the quarantine zone for this. Should Sorry. I, I don't want to stand next to George. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I was. <laughs> we'll swap you around on microphones. Right, yeah, you can I'm get here on time. You can stand where you like. I did buy yesterday, but I forgot to bring me. I did buy some antibacterial hand stuff because I thought <coughs> I'm going to be sharing a desk with Ryan this week, so oh, I panicked that's a bit. True. I forgot to yeah, bring yeah, it. Those, Cheers. Those, those microbes <laughs> might be lingering. Yeah. It didn't Phil, take I licked that pop shield before you got here. Didn't take long for you to eat the sweets out of the bag that I packed for you, though, did it? That's a point. Last week while he was recording. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Right, how are we all this misty morning in Digbeth? Good, I'm excited. Are you? What are you excited <laughs> for, Phil? <laughs> Yay! Do you want a few minutes on your own, Phil, to resolve that issue? <laughs> well. Let's not lower the tone. No. <laughs> is there any lower that we could possibly go? I mean, Guy is just sort of, let's like the baseline of filth for our show. Yeah, I, I managed to rein it in each and every week and I just kind of wish that you would do the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to happen. If <laughs> we can get a reaction out of Guy, we know we've done well. Honestly, thought you said something else there, Dave. <laughs> oh, <so> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been in this video 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. It's your fault, you did bring us children's toys today. Yeah. Keith, how was the bus this morning? Bus life! That was alright. You made it. It's Saturday morning. I was, I was uh, not early, but yeah. Although one bloke got kicked off for having an out-of-date ticket, and then <laughs> stood, in float, stood in front of the inspector on the pavement on his phone, like, "Yeah, I got to take this call. Like, it was really important," <laughs> and just like totally blanking him out. 
have you got the new app now? Apparently there's an app that tells you when the bus is coming. What, Does that lie to you like yeah. the, like the timetables do? As dishonest as the, yes. the regular bus service. Yes. But you can buy your tickets for it now. It's like we're actually reaching the 20th century in Birmingham. Yeah, and just oh, and just try is, using it and on then, yeah, the bus. Try and use what is it, like a QR scanner or something, yeah. and you get to, onto yeah. the bus, and you've got yeah. about 20 people in line behind you, and it just goes, you scan, eh, scan, eh, turn up the brightness, scan, eh, and then you're just like, oh, for God's sake, here's two quid, just I'll buy it. <laughs> and that's after you're behind the pensioner with the Swift card. Eh. Yeah. It's not working, love. Old lady was trying to push me off the bus this morning as I was getting off. She was ramming her little trolley into the back of my ankle. Those things are lethal. It's it's just like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people with prams. It's like, I'm aware that, you you know, it needs to take up space because you're transporting a tiny life. But also, (laughs) does the edge of it have to be quite so sharp when you, like, ram me in the back of the, you know... Does that space have to involve my ankles? Exactly. See, now I I want to make a geriatric Mad Max where instead of cars and trolleys... Yes, and it's all, like, you know, apocalyptic vision in Tartan. Yeah. Was there that group that does the, the dancing, the... Uh, Danny Turismo, yes. Yes, thank you. I'm glad somebody knew what I was talking about. That sounded like a weird fever dream for a moment. Wouldn't be the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so how have we all been this week? Uh, i got to point out that you guys were right about something. I got trapped. So in my last week, I was like, I'm just going to draw my girlfriend a picture of a dog. Told you. So on Sunday, she's like, I bought your Valentine's Day present. I was kind of like, are you joking? You've given me a day to pull something out of the bag. I got trapped. Mm-hmm. I got trapped. We told you, we warned you. I mean, you know, how long have you been with your girlfriend? How many years? About four and a half. Yeah, so like, you should have known by, by now. Uh, if you've ever, if you've ever been got in a relationship anything. with a woman, this is kind of something that you know you should be prepared for. It's not just always with a human. Why is it? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, why is it just women? This is like that was I'm pretty sure <laughs> if you were dating Phil Ellis and you didn't buy him a present, you would hear about it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's just women. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I would be ten times worse if I was. There'd be exactly. prosecco-shaped bottles only. Exactly. Yeah, and then there would be a prosecco-shaped dent in your head if you uh, didn't treat me the way that I deserve. Yeah. <laughs> the the fair, life I... of a verified Twitter user. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of my friends got verified this week. I'm so happy for them. But also, I was like, I feel less special. Uh, we do. We haven't been verified, have we? We haven't. Yeah. And, and do, do we need to drop your name when we get the verification? I mean, it can't hurt. It doesn't work. Just... I tried that when I put my uh, verification <laughs> thing in. So it didn't work. I, I Dear Twitter, Ellis. I'm friends with verified Philip Ellis. <laughs> and, then, and then they contact me and they're like, "Do you know this person?" And I'm all like, "Mariah Carey, like I, I don't know her." <laughs> <laughs> Who that now? Uh, <laughs> new phone. Who this? <laughs> Additionally, I witnessed something gross on the way to uh, the studio this morning. Oh so I was stood behind a woman in the newsagent, and I noticed she had like a snot drip hanging off her nose, and I just couldn't take my eyes off it. Like it was getting bigger. Like it was like do something about it. Like was I was worried it was going to drop onto the till <laughs> in front of the guy, and there's going to be like an awkward look between the two of them. Kind of like you just got snot on my till. What are you going to do about it? But like yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. And here's another deposit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like clerks, and the guy would have looked at her and said, that's not the worst thing that's been on that till. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just a, a weird experience to watch just a, a drip of How snot How does this me. happen to you? That didn't happen what to me, mate. That was life? happening to her. She needs to get some goddamn tissues. You know. Oh, obviously, George has given her a cold. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so that was my week, anyway. Snotty noses and uh, traps. George, you had a dog at work. 
I have had a dog at work. There's, always, there's usually a dog at work. We are, one of our managers owns a rather cute little border terrier. Shout out, Otto. Um, and we got to babysit him this week. It was great. He ate a stress ball under my desk again. <laughs> so that was great. I was loving <laughs> so the, uh, I like the live the again. stream <laughs> in the group chat. Of, like, <laughs> yeah, this the is status of that stress ball, I suggest, yep. died. Yep. The bit that got me in that sentence was again. So this is not the first this time. This is not the first time. They gave us all, um, we had a, a week at work that all themed around mental health, and they gave us all branded stress balls, and Otto is obsessed with them for some reason so we have to hide them on the desks or he enjoys shredding them into tiny tiny pieces um and occasionally he will find one and he likes to go and lie under someone's desk and make a lot of mess with bits of foam and then he goes really high for ages and we assume it's the glue in the in the stress ball <laughs> he goes really giddy for a while the geeky brimmy does not condone do not feed your dog a stress ball dog's huffing glue definitely other than that I played so much Assassin's Creed I started dreaming about being an assassin so, so proud it's, it's been good it's been a week which one two two's really good recommend syndicate as well that's quite fun yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get there Phil what have you been up to so this week I've been obsessed with uh, a newly discovered letter that was written, no, not, not, not sorry, an essay <laughs> that was written uh, in 1939 by none other than Winston Churchill mm. in which he speculates about life on other planets. So I just like to imagine that, you know, this sort of fearsome orator and wartime leader who led our country to victory um, was just a bit of like a, t- a foil, t- tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy theorist. I think that he liked, I think he, you know. Was there any was highlights in this letter? Um, so he, he was very up to date on the scientific thinking <coughs> of the time. So he was um, aware that a planet would need to have certain conditions to sustain organic life in terms of, you know, temperature and... Um, and, uh, and cigars. Water and, and cigars, yes. <laughs> um, and whiskey. Um, and, but there was one quote, and I, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here because it was quite a lengthy quote, but it was basically, I am, no, I am not as satisfied with the uh, progress we're making with civilization on this planet to believe that we are the most intelligent or advanced form of life in the entire universe. Ooh, so basically cool. he was saying we all need to step our game up. I mean, he wrote this in 1939. The world was in a bit of a state. Yeah. Um, could draw some parallels with 2017, but, you know, let's yeah. not go there. Um, and so, well, yeah. We've always seen Trevor orange alien race descended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the question now becomes, in his famous speech about where he says we will fight them on the, fight them on the beaches, does he talk about the Germans yeah, or the Martians? Fight them on Cromulon 5. Yes. I'm not I that th- surprised, think, though, because I've, I've seen a TV show where he meets Doctor Who. Well, exactly. So, that's true, yeah. So we that's know kind of the Daleks and stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, it's not that surprising, really. Um, he's aware of Time Lords. Um, but no, he, and it was just, um, I just thought it was really, really cool that, you know, almost 70 years ago, um, yeah. in sort of, you know, a very, very different time, there was still a leader who was forward-thinking and sort of, you know, knew, knew or suspected at least that we're not alone in the universe and that humanity really needs to try harder to make this planet the kind of world that aliens would want to visit. As long as they had tobacco, probably. Yeah, well, obviously. Yes. Right, are we ready for our weird news story of the week? Yes. So I trolled the internet for many hours finding the oddest thing I can was possibly it, find. Was it like that troll the other week? No, this one's a bit nicer. <laughs> oh don't, I, 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 I can't deal with that right now. Right. Don't bring that up, please. No, 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 this no, one's no. from the BBC, which they found on a Uzbekistan website. So the title should tell you all you need. Uzbek film blocked over lack of Morgan Freeman. This is okay. to be fair, yeah, I, I agree. That that is a reason about that's that. That's yeah. a violation of yes. um, like you know film board codes or something. Yeah, the release of an Uzbek action movie has been blocked for using images of U.S. actor Morgan Freeman in advertising, even though he doesn't appear in the film. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Then the movie Shitty. called Daddy Rogue 
Yeah, uh, it was due to be shown in cinemas this week until Uzbekistan's film licensing body st- stepped in. It said whilst Freeman, um, whilst Freeman, Freeman features pro- prominently in posters and fleetingly in the trailer, he's nowhere to be found in the full-length features submitted for licensing approval. It accuses a production studio of, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, accuses a production studio of teaming a film of breaching consumer rights by trying to whip up demand for tickets with the promises of a big movie star. The film studio have not yet commented. Yeah, so so essentially, what they've done is committed fraud. Yes, they've taken in Morgan Freeman into a movie that he doesn't appear in. Or they've committed that other hideous crime, advertising. There is that. Oh no, the more heinous crime is they filmed a version of the movie which had Morgan Freeman in it, and then they edited him out. Yeah. I mean, really, are people going to buy tickets based on Morgan Freeman being in a film these days? I mean, like, you I see mean, him on a poster, like, I just it's a new Morgan film. Whenever I go into the cinema to watch a film, I kind of just assume that he's going to be in it. Yeah, to, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it is Morgan fair. Freeman. He is, he is awesome. He is so. like God. He is, uh, he is literally. He is God, literally, he is God. in quite a few films. Yeah. Yeah. But he has the silkiest voice, I think, in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, think, I, I think Keith could give him a run for his money. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Definitely. I think Morgan takes the biscuit. Keith, will you narrate us a film about penguins? <laughs> Can that happy be next s- Happy show? Slappy Penguins. Yeah. How much close do I need to get to this mic guy? It's so close. <laughs> Shocking. Technical. Oh. You could do a narrated there. version of that terrible video that Phil found for us of the Homewrecker penguins. <gasps> oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh my god, yes. Attenborough worthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had everything. It had emotional highs, it had love, betrayal, a cute baby penguin torn between its father and her, you know, mum's side penguin. <laughs> My favourite bit. I had to very quickly correct what I was about to say there. The amount of anthropomorphization. I was going to say the amount of anthropomorphization in that film. But it was the way I think it was. You can um, see the drama, and there is the neighbour penguin who's got his little head out of the burrow watching the whole thing. And you can tell that penguin is live tweeting the entire thing. That penguin is me. I mean, what I feel sorry for is all the actors in that movie who've like gone and worked and done a full film schedule, and then it's like being pulled because. The actor that oh, yeah. wasn't there, but also it's like, oh, sorry, you're not yeah. enough of a big star. People don't care about you. Yeah. It's only, that's why we've only taken you out of the trailer and put Morgan Freeman in. And I don't understand why Morgan Freeman. There is probably a lot more well-renowned actors at the Brad moment. Pitt, is he like, still a big movie star? Uh, or, I don't know. I don't know who. Who? Okay, let's go around. Who would you edit into a trailer if you wanted someone to go and see it? Chris Pratt. Yes, fair enough. Fair Den- enough. He's in everything right now. Denzel Washington. Oh, um, okay. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think staying in the kind of the Marvel end of things is probably a, a good shout. Hiddleston or Hemsworth, I think that's. Um, what's the kind of Chris, I, I, I'm going to stick on that end as well. Chris yeah. Evans. Yeah. yeah. Jessica Rabbit. Put Jessica <laughs> Rabbit in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you could just insert her pretty easily. It would be easier to edit her in. That's true. Yeah. But if if people are getting kind of worried about this Morgan Freeman thing. What happened to everybody who went to see Rogue One based on its trailers? Because literally everything in those <laughs> trailers wasn't in the film either. Although the idea of a Star Wars film with Saul Guerrero's early history but being trained up by Morgan Freeman, I'd watch that in a second. Yeah. Who would you pick? Rip Moranis. Who? <laughs> I think I shot the kids. I knew I shot the kids. Oh. He goes Ghostbusters. Oh, I go yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would yeah, say Ghostbusters. Yeah. Darth, Darth Helmet. Yes, he retired from okay. acting, didn't need to look after his kids. So, but apparently, he's they were really tiny. And apparently, he's looking to get back into acting at some point now. Yeah, I, I saw that a while back. Yeah. Has he fixed the children now? Yes. Was he? Did he have a guest, like a tiny cameo in the new Ghostbusters, like everyone else did? No, no. Did no. I just imagine that? Okay. He was still looking for the gatekeeper. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, moving on. I think. 
So I'm going to seize the mic a minute. And uh, Ryan, this is a thank you on behalf of the whole team. Aww. Thank you for letting us come in and play with you every Saturday, not in a dodgy way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just got to say I'm really proud of where you've changed this show from what it was to begin with and what it is now. It's a joy to work on it, and I think the rest of the team would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's been great fun working with us. Yeah, we, we, we bought, bought, you, a we bought gift, you a little gift as a token as well. of our appreciation. <laughs> you didn't have to get me anything. Well, we did. Because it's a birthday. So get into it. Ah, uh, I am the captain of the ship. Exactly. <laughs> it's a beautiful little Captain Kirk from Star Trek Beyond. Thank you very much, guys. Really, You're most welcome. Really big thank you for it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, yeah, uh, thanks for sharing the show with us. It's been great fun. <laughs> I mean, it has been an amazing year. I mean, I don't think it would go anywhere like this. But having you all part of the team makes it even more fun every week. And it is my highlight of my week, so thank you very much in return. And I hope You're you like welcome. your party bags. Thank you for the party bags. The party yes. bags are amazing. They are brilliant. <laughs> even though me and Keith have already had a fight over them. <laughs> I can trying to steal sugar, stuff out of each other. That's the whole point of party bags. Yes. Right. Enough As for this sentimental tash. Let's get on with things. <laughs> yes. Crack on with the right. Show. It's time to hand over to our comics expert, Mr. Keith Bloomfield, who'll be talking about the 40th birthday of probably Britain's best-known comic after the Beano and the Dandy. Yeah. This year, um, 2000 AD, the comic is celebrating its 40th um, anniversary. So it's been going since. Well, it was first. The first edition was cover dated the 26th of February 1977, uh, when it smashed onto our um, newsstands. Yeah. So. This week they're celebrating their 40th anniversary, so they're going to have um, two ish, two editions out available. There's the regular 2000 AD, yeah. which I think is Prog 2019, yeah. um, which has got uh, a bunch of their regular series either starting up or wrapping up. I think so Nicola Danto is back as well for the well, first time in a long while. Indeed, in in th that's not in the regular Prog though. In the regular Prog, we've got Judge Dredd wrapping up a story. Yeah, uh, we've got a new Sinister Dexter story starting up. Uh, we've got a continuation of Kingmaker yeah. uh, and uh, The Order and also Kingdom as well is kind of um, continuing there. And it's, you know, behind a, a Greg Staples Judge Dredd cover, which is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and 2000 AD, I mean, it's been going so long that all of these characters now are part of the British uh, psychology. It's that, you yeah. know, Judge Dredd, Strontium Dog, Nemesis, all of these characters, you know, Sinister Dexter, Nikolai Dante are yeah. in there. I and they're all written by really good writers. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sinister Dexter's Dan Abnett. Who yeah. I still can't believe isn't as big a name as kind of Alan Moore it and um, yeah. you know Greg, Grant Morrison, which is yeah. kind of uh, cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember reading it back in or around Prog 900 to Prog 1200 was my kind of era. That was when I was really heavily into it. So that was like the birth of Nikolai Danti, the birth of Sinister Dexter, and it was like this had this big renaissance at that period. Yeah, well, it goes through that every so often as mm -hmm. a new readership come in. So I was there from the very first Prog. You know, obviously being the older statesman of the group. Um, <laughs> so I was there from the first issue and it was kind yeah. of rolling off the back of comics like Action and Battle, mm -hmm. which they kind of had a bit of trouble with in terms of kind of the content of it. Yeah. So it was the idea of like, oh, well, we can get away with this stuff if we wrap it up in a sci-fi trappings. Mm -hmm. and, and they did. And the, one of the joys of reading that when I was nine was how wild and crazy and insane and yeah. intense that whole bunch of stories were. You know, you'd got yeah. Judge Dredd appearing in the second prog. Yeah. You'd got kind of flesh... You've got, got Mac One. You've got all these like really kind of insane stories going on behind those covers. Yeah. I mean, it had a strong link back to the original comics because you had Dan Dare appear in 2000 AD. So yeah, well, they really twisted him up as well. Yeah. So they kind of did something new with him. He became a bit of a kind of like cosmic bully boy for a while, mm -hmm. and and he was drawn by some of the great artists that they had. I mean, Dan Dave Gibbons did a massive yeah. amount of work on Dan Dare, and they've recently collected all of those together in some uh, two volumes of hardcovers. Mm -hmm. But as well as the regular prog this week. 
they're putting out the 40th anniversary special, uh, which is um, all themed around Ruby, which is the 40th anniversary yeah. colour or whatever it is. So they've got a, a specially created Judge Dredd story. They've got the return of Zombo. I don't know if anybody knows about Zombo. Half, half human, half zombie private investigator. Mostly zombie, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's but that's a great story. That's Al Ewing, which is yeah. a great story. Um, as you said, they've got the return of Robusters as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of Road Jaws and Hammersmith, who have been th- kind of like yeah. through Nemesis, ABC Warriors. They've got a Durham Red story with Johnny Alpha from Strontium Dog. They've got a new Slain story. Yeah. And like you said, they've got the return of Nikolai Dante, who's yeah. just coming back for this one-off episode. Uh, I mean, it's one of my favourite characters from ever from 2018. I think they've m- met mixed up that uh, Russian Imperial yeah. atmosphere, futuristic. It was amazing. Well, it's the, it's the original team. It's Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser coming yeah. back. And it's beautiful because in the background of a lot of these illustrations that Simon's done, you can see Judge Dredd. You can see other characters yeah, from 2000 wrote. AD's history yeah. in there as well. And it's all wrapped up. There's a Carlos Esquire cover, which mm-hmm. is kind of Dredd and uh, Strontium. But they've also got David Arger, who's recently been doing Hawkeye for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, doing a cover, a dread cover for that, which is really, really nice as well. And I've read that through. We were lucky enough to be able to read an advanced copy of 2000 AD. And there are little vignettes in there, single-page bits that are done by yeah. artists like Jock, which are kind of celebrating 40 years of 2000 AD by referencing mm-hmm. old characters, kind of having a bit of fun. A lot of these stories are credited to the yeah. Mighty One, yeah. who is Tharg, the uh, kind of like alien editor yeah. of, the, of the comic which even now people still perpetrate that idea of the uh, 2000 AD is edited by yeah. an alien from planet Beetlejuice I mean I think it is a very Zarjaz issue oh it's amazing and Zombo is brilliant as well that's yeah. that's fantastic I do love uh, a bit of Henry Flint artwork yeah. he's, a, he's a great artist Al Ewing now he's doing lots of stuff at Marvel um, so there's tons and tons of stuff in there and it's, it's brilliant you know mm-hmm. Mechquake it's just you know I was just flicking through the pages of this prog and it is a beauty to behold yeah. it looks like it used to do you know it just gives me that visceral thrill of being nine years old again mm-hmm. Dave you're a big fan back in yeah the I'll be honest I've never really I've never really read anything from 2000 AD before it's this it, like the it's one of the things that's never been my scene like this like dystopian future all that sort of stuff yeah. however I did find myself enjoying some of the stories um I said the Durham Red and also the Nikolai Dante especially was yeah. fun and Z- Zombo took a little bit a little bit of getting used to because mm-hmm. I, th- I think it w- they said it was the first story that he ever appeared in. Yeah. But equally, I, th- I like that twist right at the end, with which was quite a quite a nice nod to all of the uh, the recent stuff with like Marvel and DC and the, yeah. the spoof of that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is probably a great jumping in point as well. If you've ever been interested and you've not picked it regularly, this is probably a great time to jump in. Yeah, I think 2000, they do have a, have, a, have a habit of kind of putting out progs, which are the perfect jumping on point for new readers. But go out, buy some of the collected editions. There's tons of them about, you, yeah. you know, Judge Dredd, Strontium Dog, Flesh, Nemesis. Mm-hmm. There's tons and tons and tons of them. And that, you, you're guaranteed to come across work by, you know, really good art. I mean, it's just some of the people that have worked yeah. on 2000 AD. You know, Simon Bisley, Brian Bolland, Alan Davis, Steve Dillon, sadly yeah. gone now, Disraeli, Al Ewing, um, Henry Flint, Dave Gibbons, Neil Ga- Neil Gaiman, you know Jamie Hewlett has worked on 2000 yeah, AD. Brendan McCarthy, from, anybody from the British art. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's if you've not worked on 2000 AD, you're not part of the British comics like establishment. And yeah. you know, f- I hope they continue for another 40 years because it, yeah. it has been with me for for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. you know, ha- congratulations on reaching your 40th anniversary, 2000 yes, AD. Congratulations. Hopefully, we'll be there for 41 <laughs> alongside you. Right. We are going to have some fun 
with a traditional hey! party Whoa! game. Whoa! It is time for a traditional rah, party rah, game. Rah, rah, rah. David Massey, as you are holding the parcel, you can introduce which game this is. Brahma, Brahma, I don't know, has it got a title? Like, uh, is it, am I just going to say what I've got? I've got a parcel, and I'm going to pass no, have it. Have you ever been <laughs> to a birthday party? Yeah, I know, but I presume that there's some sort of maybe geek branding. It's got, like, it's, a Starfield on it. It's just pass the parcel, David. It's pass the We're parcel. We're having a birthday or time. Or pass the parcel. Did, uh, did yeah. the wrap up? Yes, we are now live on Periscope as well, right. if you want to join in and look at Phil holding a parcel. How can you find us on Periscope? Dave. That's Dave. Oh, my God. Which way am I going? Most weeks he makes us wear labels. Shall we go anti-clockwise? Yeah, which way is anti clockwise? That way. Right, are we ready? Right, you can't have passed the parcel without music in the background. You can't. So, get ready. Are we ready? Are we ready? I think we're going to pass the camera. Yes. Let's go. Pass the camera at the same time, are we? Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Don't worry. I can't hear no music. No music. It's on. It's. This really is like a child's party. Everybody's confused, we don't know what we're doing. Right, okay. keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Guy, you've got the parcel. Yay! Ryan, I don't think the music's working, so Keith just hummus a tune and stop occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right, so in the parcel there is a present at every level, and there is a movie trivia quiz. Uh, oh, I've got to be careful, because I actually was, was just going to wrap the whole thing. <laughs> That's not how fast the parcel works, Guy. Oh. I'm, I'm sure it's how it worked at Guy's Park. Great radio. Oh. Look at some socks. Batman socks. Batman and they have a movie question on them. Do I get to... Well, do, I, oh, do I get yeah. to keep... No, you have to oh, ask okay. the question. Who or what was the baby in Bringing Up Baby? Who or what? Was it, was it a baby? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It had four legs. Yes. Was and it a, a tail. Well, Keith, if you, know, if you know, I think you win the prize. It was a big cat. I can't remember which kind of big cat. It was like a panther or something. Should we give him that? Yeah, we'll give him that. It was a pet leopard. There you go, you win some socks. Batman socks. Batman socks. They're very skinny. Ready to go again? I'm going to hum along time this one. I'm just taking the top layer off, aren't I? Yes. yes. Of the parcel, please. <laughs> no, I'm not taking my shirt. Go on, Dave. Let's see what's underneath. It's not that kind of event. Oh, another T-shirt. Uh, of course. Why are you wearing a T-shirt over a T-shirt? I've got an What event is this, Dave? It's the Brum Radio Takeover in Digbeth. At Digbeth Dining Club. Oh. 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 It's more So it's more... Socks. You just bought a load of socks for this. I think yes. you do. <laughs> now, did you say, is there supposed yes, to be a question? Yes, there is a question oh, on this one. Oh, there's the question on there. Okay, it says... Oh, that's got the answer there yeah. straight away, so everyone else can see it as well. <laughs> Read the question. Who wrote Bright and Rock? Oh, oh, Graham Green. Ooh, socks, socks for Star Wars. Wars. If you hadn't socks. got that literary question, Phil, I would have been very happy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very happy. <laughs> All right, we're ready to go socks. on again. Yep. <laughs> If you'd like oh. to hire Ryan for your music yes. uh, parties. Okay, okay. That's a little bit careful to only take the one layer off. I think Thoughtfully wrapped my most beautiful wife with you. Are these going to be socks? <laughs> I know. I'm not sure I'm going to get my feet in those socks. The next you know. layer off. They're very Give stretchy socks. Give it to one of your children. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's, it's socks and... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is going to sound oh, great for people to listen to. Oh, yeah. Sweet. How many layers of this oh, parcel? O
Oh, I would have known this one as well. Okay. In which country was the 1927 science fiction classic film Metropolis made? Germany. Yes. Dave, oh, guy with your Superman socks. Super right. Are we ready socks. to go again? Lovely. I get a feeling this 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 music is rigged. To them. Yeah, it's like seems to be stopping on people who haven't had the parcel yet. <laughs> Are we supposed to not answer? You're being well a very fair mum at the party who's making sure everybody gets. Everybody gets okay. Oh my god, it's a pair of socks. It's, it's a big sock though. With a picture of me on there. We have like a sock swap shop afterwards, so everyone gets the ones they want. Okay, and the question is, what profession does James Stewart's character have in Rear Window? Professor. Yep. Yes, give me those four oh, socks. That was fast. Straight oh, I, I wanted the four socks. <laughs> <laughs> should, should, you should let other people have a chance, yes. guy. But it's me. <laughs> if you were have long hair and were beautiful like me, Keith, you'd want to have a pair of socks with your face on those. Are we ready to go in? <laughs> So you're not allowed to hold the parcel for a long time then. You would be that kid who cheated at the party. Yeah, just like slowly pass it over. This is so well sellotaped. I think probably it's socks. Maybe socks. I think it's going to be socks. It's very well taped. There you go. It is socks. What socks are they? Batman socks. Yeah. Yeah, right. Question is, in the movie Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, what is the name of Hermione's cat? Crookshanks. Yay. Socks for Dave. Dave. Right, ready? Last one. (laughs) (laughs) Give it up, guys. (laughs) Oh, me? Yes. (laughs) This is how this works, yes. Yes. Is it going to be like... You ring it so you get the present in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can take it back afterwards. Have you just got a really difficult oh, question yeah, on that? Iron Man socks. It's Iron Man socks this time. Who... Who or what was Rosebud in Citizen Kane? It was a... Sled. You are indeed correct. You stuck the answers on. They've stuck the answers on. Right, ready for the last one? I have a sneaky suspicion that I know who's going to be getting this last. Does it sound like socks? Me. Favoritism. No, I have this. will not be a question. It's going to be the main prize. But there's a question. Oh, We just drop the main prize. More socks. Streets everywhere. To win the big prize. Microphone key. Which <laughs> I should vocalise for the studio. Brian like it. <laughs> I shall swear now. A lot. Um, okay, yeah, what, what am I saying? The, which movie is the quote, love means never having to say you're sorry from? Oh, oh, love story. Well done, Philip Ellis. You have won. All of these ones. You won a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hat. Which I expected to wear all the time. The world's smallest <laughs> version of Connect Four. And a robot ki- chicken keychain. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> you like me. You really like me. <laughs> Winners speak. I think well I might have to give this to my nephew. Though. I don't think <laughs> it will fit quite We can see if you could get that on your head. <laughs> right. That's adorable. Thanks, guys. Are we saving the paper to use again? No. <laughs> Aww. Right. 
Like, Guy, you've come up with a new feature for us for <laughs> birthday show. I did, yeah, and that item was made literally right out of the blue this morning. Thanks, Kaimono. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I put up a new feature. So, like, you know in films, you know, when they're, like, in a bad situation, somebody has to decide something, and you think, well, actually, I'd, I'd do that diff- completely different. You're like, why did he do that? You question the decision made. So I thought about this, and I was like, well, play the clip, Ryan. It's a classic film. You know, this is a situation. We've all seen this film. So play the clip, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about what we'd do in this, if we were in this position. This is from Ghostbusters. What do you mean, choose? We don't understand. Choose. Choose the form of the destructor. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, very cute. Whatever we think of. If we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover will appear and destroy us, okay? So empty your hands. Empty your hands. Don't think of anything. We've only got one shot at this. The choice is made. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa. The traveler has come. Nobody choose anything. Did you choose anything? No. Did you? My line is totally blank. I didn't choose anything. But obviously Ray Stance did. So what would you guys choose as a traveller? We know in Ghostbusters it's Stay Puffed, but what would your traveller be? What would cause ultimate destruction on New York City if you were in that position, if you were a Ghostbuster and you were in a moment of panic and you had to you just pick something? Have something, pick something soft and safe and like try and mitigate the disaster as much as humanly possible. Yeah. George, we'll go you first. What's what, Who would be your traveller? I think in a moment of panic, you are going to fall back on your life obsessions, surely. Anybody who spoke to me more than about twice knows I'm a caffeine addict. I'm in fact wearing a coffee-themed shirt today, so I think mine would be some sort of takeaway coffee, probably complete with with a badly spelt name. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably what it would be, which would seem like a good idea at the time, but then, you know, then I guess everybody would drown in latte, and that would be bad. It's potentially dangerous because it's going to be hot as well, so it might slip out the sides, burn people, you know, there's going to be flooding going on, so... I don't think that's the safest thing, really. I don't know. No. Keith. It's, it's just popped into my head, obviously. So, you know, a giant <laughs> kitten. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> maybe this kitten's not been, you know, toilet trained. And, you know, oh, it's kind of like chewing well. things. And it's kind of, you know, it's big. And it's kind of just playing around. Little little humans running around. It thinks it's all a plaything. It's going to scoop yes. you up on giant claws. Batting cars left, right and forth. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's going to be mayhem and yeah, murder. Yeah. Using the nearby state building as a, as a scratching post. Mm. <laughs> it sounds less cute now. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit worried about this one now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Dave? Again, just popped straight into my head. Um, going back on a George's thing of, you know, like you fall back on your old habits. Um, for me, it'd probably be a basketball. I'd, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like That's I like say, down the street. Flattening everything in its path. Crushing like a dozen yeah. of people at a time. <laughs> in my defence, I did spend like 15 years playing, so it, it is kind of ingrained in me. <laughs> could go badly wrong. See, I've, I've taken a basketball to the face, <laughs> and, and that's just a normal-sized one, oh, and do, that's horrible. Do tell how that happened. I wear glasses. I'm not sporty. Yeah, how does that work? This happens surprisingly regularly when you yes. play. So a gigantic, what, 40-foot basketball bouncing down the street? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Although, how would you counter that? Would you need, like, a giant Michael Jordan to sweep in? You would. <laughs> yeah. Just It'd be a, like a kaiju robot movie, just a giant Michael Jordan. To be fair, it would tie in quite nicely to the end of the film. Just get the gi- uh, giant Statue of Liberty just, you know, playing just away. Just a bit of dribbling. <laughs> Harlem go Globetrotter style. That'll work. Mr. Mercy? Mine actually wouldn't be too different from in the film. 
so I would go to something that I default thought of straight away, and that would be crisps. Mm. <laughs> 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 Gary Lineker. And, and specifically, it would be Monster Munch. Um, <laughs> and, and it would be Flaming Hot Flavour, Monster Munch. Because it would be back to what you first yes. thought of. So, yeah, I'd yeah. first think of Monster Munch, and you'd, get, you'd <laughs> all get killed by Monster Munch. That would be munch. nasty in the eyes, Flaming <laughs> Hot Monster Munch. Are you hungry by any chance, Dave? <laughs> Always. So, apparently, of... of I heard this for the first time this week. The little monster munch shape is not a footprint, which is what I always thought it was when I was a little kid. Apparently, it? it's a monster shape. Yeah, so you can stand up. Yeah. yeah. But I always thought it was like the, the big, monster footprint. The, the, yeah. you, so it looks like sort of big toes or claws. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, if you turn it upside down, it'll stand up. And it's like um, little feet and then massive, massive, like, Hulk arms. That's just retrofitting <laughs> yes. monster munch. It's a foot. <laughs> we all know it's a foot. That's revisionist They've garbage. rebooted monster munch. Yeah. That's just blowing That's my brain. That's alt facts and I'll that. dispute it completely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's the Marvel version of uh, monster munch. I'm glad you didn't say space raiders because those rings would have been really good. <laughs> <laughs> the pickled onion ones. I, I nearly said transformer snack. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> very, very nearly. Yeah. Phil? Um, so, yeah, again, yeah, I, it's that sort of in, in, the, in the heat of the moment when you're terrified and the world's about to end, you just sort of flashback to things that are comforting you go to your happy place so mine would either be a gigantic bottle of red wine or um a, a, just a sort of gigantic justin trudeau because he makes me feel happy and safe oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no what's this about buddies we're gonna destroy our city guys <laughs> he'd be very polite about destroying things though. exactly well exactly. it'd be worth yeah. we could distract him with george's giant coffee because as we know all yeah. canadians oh, love tim hortons yeah. huge tim hortons <laughs> so double double done yeah. So, problem the, solved. The problem we've got here is that, unlike the Ghostbusters, only Ray thought something. Yes. But if it, it, if we were Ghostbusters, we'd we'd now be under threat from giant coffee, kittens, trans, <laughs> uh, not transport, monster munch, Justin Trudeau, and basketballs, and and Ryan's what's yours? See, I'd, I still think this is a better film than Pacific Rim script. So, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I'd I'd have to go back to my childhood teddy bear. Oh, God. Yeah, Wouldn't big, that be a bit traumatic, big, though, if you, your childhood teddy bear came well, back to try and kill you? Well, you need to go you. back to think of something safe and gentle and a and big it, teddy. I bet it'll, it would have grown claws and it'll have glowing red eyes and mm. fangs. Yeah. yeah. You've been playing Five Nights at Freddy's too much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Guy, it's time for your final pick. Well, yeah, so let's face it. I'm, we all know I'm quite an angry person. So if I was in the heat of that moment, instead of relaxing my mind and trying to relax, I'll probably find myself getting annoyed. So I'd go back to my default annoyance. Let's know, we know who's coming around the corner. Stephen Mulhern. Stephen Mulhern. <laughs> interviewing everybody as he comes around. I'm just joining you. How do you feel about it? One <laughs> do an occasional magic trick. Are you doing this for your nan? Oh, Christ. Maybe he'd like to be pulling that. the kittens out of his hat and like throwing them out to lay waste. I'm not, not, not going to lie, guy. When you started saying about you'd get annoyed, I thought, I thought it'd be you coming around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> just you can a giant version just of me. You in your giant big fluffy coat. Just like, An enormous public toilet oh comes around God. the corner. Like Pat Butcher meets Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine, though, like when you destroy Stephen Mulhern and then he, you know, his face just falls next to you. You've got like a giant Mulhern face next to you. Oh. Sounds like a dream you've had. An, an uncanny nightmare. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. We were Ghostbusters. So tweet us in if you think something else, which would be your traveller. What would you go for in this situation? We already know that guy's probably going to have fever dreams about Stephen Mulhern tonight coming down a big giant city block looking for you. I think so, yeah. Yes. It's time to play Top Trumps. Right, so this week we have delved into our Top Trumps box of 
oddness, and I've pulled out Shopkins. These... Can you please explain to me what the heck these things are? These are anthropomorphic grocery ingredients. <laughs> I'm really freaky. There's a picture Which of really scary the cheese on the too back. Hard. They, 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 these, they, these ideas are just like scraping the barrel. I apparently, feel sorry for children once, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, once you shop, we you had can't the stop. shoe people, and they've got anthropomorphic cake. <laughs> Right, as you're most annoyed, you can start us off. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to start with um, marshmallow. You need That's to give right. us the description. Marshmallow. So she's a she's a marshmallow. <laughs> believe it or not. And um, okay, marshmallow loves to tell. Oh god, marshmallow loves to tell stories around the campfire, but not too close, as she doesn't like feeling too hot. It makes her puffy. <laughs> <laughs> Her BFF is Shakolava. She is described as a real softie and her favourite quote is, let's play small. Let's play small. I hate this. She fantasises about being being melted and killed and eaten on a cracker. (laughs) Marshmallow has got issues. Um, I'm going to say, let's let's go with her fun factor, which is 31. Dave. Massey. Oh, I'm, I'm now looking at fun fun factor. Yes. Yes. Yeah, fun factor. Oh. Go on. Pick Have we got to beat it? If you yes. can. I can. Yes. Um, I've got cheesy. <laughs> I bet you have. I didn't even think of that name very well today. Cheesy is one third, one third of the Shopkins rap trio. His favourite hobby is I hanging in the dairy aisle with his BFF, freezy peasy. <laughs> And Cheesy B. They won't get... Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's that fast show sketch come to life. He's Cheesy confident, confident and passionate, but can be a bit crackers. His favourite vacation is in the Swiss Alps, and his greatest fear <laughs> is mice. Fun factor, 32. Dave. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Guy's reaction there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Freezy Peasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got another yeah. part of the rapture. Yeah. Um, Freezy Peasy's earliest memory is leaving the pod. But now he lives in the, fro- <laughs> now he lives in the frozen f- food section where he loves hanging out with his fit. Guy's gone. That's it. <laughs> Guy's dead. <laughs> I think we broke the producer. Um, on, yeah, get through this. Okay, so, fun. Um, his. His favourite type of weather is snow. He loves to rap, and his favourite rapper is Master P. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. oh God. It's been right Fun, Fun factor, factor, 27. Oh, God, I'm sweating. What, am I trying to beat 32? Is that a Yeah, Keith. Okay. <laughs> guys, guys, guys sounding like... Um, <laughs> Mutley. Yeah, Mutley, yeah. I, I'm rather worried about the fact that we've gone away from top trumps that were based on f- actual facts to things that people are just randomly making up. So I've I've got the pleasure of having lippy lips. <laughs> That's not food. These are brilliant. These are. Uh, this says lippy lips loves to laugh, loves to gab, and leaves her mark wherever she goes. She's known to be sassy, but a bit bossy. Her favourite hobbies are acting and shopping. I thought these were grocery items, that's a, a lipstick. A, a cluster heck of, um, <laughs> of sexist stereotypes. Yeah. Also, what is a lipstick doing in the grocery section? Buy, if, you're buying, if you're buying lipstick <laughs> at the supermarket, you need to look at your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got a big, big uh, cosmetic section in the local Tesco by me. It's a big deal. 
Uh, I don't buy anything myself. They, just, <laughs> they never stuck my Your colour. Your Rigo marshmallow, might they? Know. They never stuck my colour. It's shocking. <laughs> they never Same. have a colour for ginger. Uh, and her favourite, she loves, you know, whatever, she's shopping. She enjoys a glossy magazine. I wonder what kind of magazine that is. And her favourite quote is, have a beautiful day. Um, but she's so awesome and fantastic. She's got a fun factor of 39. Wow. Ooh, that's beating mine. <laughs> yeah, George. Ooh. I can beat that. Damn. Ha. I've got cheeky chocolates. <laughs> ah. Cheeky chocolate is a prankster that loves to get her hands dirty. Her, her BFFs are delicious donut and apple blossom. Her favourite animal is a chocolate Labrador. A ultimate vacation is to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And her favourite quote is, oops, I spilled the beans. <laughs> not sure what that's got to do with anything. Oh, cocoa beans. Uh, yeah. Not of the Heinz variety, obviously. Yes. Um, her fun factor is 40. Wow, impressive guy. Okay, I'm, I'm deliberately throwing this because I actually have a card that does beat you, but I have to go for this card. The character is called Breadhead. <laughs> Breadhead is a chatty loaf that loves to hang out in the bakery stand with his BFF, Kooky Cookie. He just likes stale jokes. His favourite accessories are his loafers and his favourite quotes, you're just buttering me up. <laughs> Fun factor. Five. Somebody was paid to Five. write this stuff. I am right. so angry. Well, it kind of looks like you as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've beaten you all. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get back to this very serious sorry, round? Of sorry, Breadhead. Carry on. <laughs> Who have you got? I have Pineapple Crush. So Pineapple Crush loves an exotic breeze. Ooh. Ooh. Her favourite hobbies are surfing, dancing at the Hawaiian Luau with BFF Melanie Pips, <laughs> <laughs> and some making at the beach. Topping up her tropical glow, she's known to be silly and fun with a golden outlook on life. Melanie Pips sounds like a stripper. <laughs> fun factor, saying? 42. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a Next Ryan. one. All right, I'm going to go with Sunny Screen. <laughs> Sunny what? Sunny Screen. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Of food. Sunny Screen may be a bit of a warrior, but she loves to look after her friends. Her favourite <laughs> holiday spot is Miami Beach. She enjoys a coconut and banana smoothie. She loves hot weather, and her favourite quote is, Life's a day at the beach. That's not a quote. <laughs> That's not a thing that people say. Top Trump's Ooh, star, rating, Phil. 38. What's the, what's the, what, what we're going to Top Trump's Top rating, 38. Right, okay, okay, okay. Um, You're right there, Dave, trying to get in some sweets, are you? It's <laughs> like a little mould trying to dig into everything. <laughs> it's like a bear going through the rubbish. It's <laughs> like a little meerkat. <laughs> Trash bandit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, raccoon Dave, in the, Dave the raccoon Massey, it will be right back, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, butt in here with my uh, card, which is Wishes, which is... <laughs> Uh, just like I, 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 it's a it's a birthday cake with eyes. Well, that's uh, kind of inappropriate. Which is traumatic for when we're gonna when we eat our birthday cake after the show. Um, wishes enjoys hanging out in the party aisle and singing a song for anyone who will listen. Oh my god, she sounds so sad. How desperate for attention. She's a real party starter, but also a bit of an attention seeker. Oh, I was right. Her favorite song is "When You Wish Upon a Star," and her favorite quote is. You can have your cake and eat it too. Oh, the dirty minx. <laughs> At least that one's actually a I mean, they, But then she's a cake. Why would she want people to eat cake? These, I, I mean, we could go to a blue place with let's this conversation, George, but let's not. let's not. Um, let's not do that. And uh, this, this ridiculous thing has got a top Trump's rating of 84. Mr. Massey. 
I was all excited then because I thought I might be able to beat the rating, but I can't do that. Um, so my one that I've got is Delish Donut, <laughs> who has previously been mentioned as being friends with other cards. Um, <laughs> Delish, <laughs> Delish Donut is the sportiest shopkin around. Donuts. What? So Why is a donut sporty? Her favourite sports are golf and basketball. I presume this <laughs> is because she's round. She's a hoop. <laughs> she is. Um, she's full of competitive spirit and always shoots the perfect hole in <laughs> in one. Oh my god. She also loves <laughs> Come on Dave, lo- get through this. She also loves glazing pottery <laughs> and oh. hanging out with her BFF cheeky chocolate. Oh, uh, top trump's rating 70. God. Right. I'm going to go for Grand Jam <laughs> who is a a, a jam jar with glasses and the face. It's just wrong on so many levels. <laughs> I love the description. So a jam jar, glasses and the face. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is going to mess up so many children because they're just going to be scared of eating any food because they're going to be like, oh no, it's cheeky chocolate. If I eat her, it's murder. Right. Um, Grand Jam loves to watch, watch over Shopville, spreading her love and affection. All the Shopkins love her. Her favourite hobby is knitting. Her hero is Alexander the Grape. <laughs> she loves ja- jamming on the ukulele and her signature dance move is a jelly roll <laughs> top trunks rating 70 Keith uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think uh, two worrying things is that I wish I had a card called face palm because that's what I want to do right now also how many parents are going to get caught out here now when they're shopping in HMV or whatever it is and they see these things and they go that looks cool I need a video or a film to go with it. Oh, that sausage party. That's got anthropomorphic <laughs> food. I can hear that for my kids as well. But that's all crazy. Um, I'm throwing this card away just because I want to read this with, with appropriate gaps. Um, Lolly Poppins. <laughs> Lolly Poppins is known to be a bit hard to get on with. Uh, but underneath her sugary coat is a sweet shopkin that loves smiling and making her friends laugh. Her favourite hobby is hairdressing. A hobby? That's a career. Don't waste it as a hobby. Go make some money out of it. Uh, and she loves tying bows in her own hair. Isn't she lovely? And Top to the train. Uh, 54. Wow. That's strong competition there. George? Um, I've got another cake with eyes. I've got Cupcake Queen. Uh, Cupcake Queen enjoys hosting a grand ball for her Shopkin friends. Her favourite colour is buttercream. Not a colour. Her prized possession is red velvet slippers. Her favourite accessory is a crown of frosting, as she's always dreaming about becoming royalty. She ca- she kind of sounds like she should be on Drag Race. I she sounds like she should be on Drag Race. Like, she sounds amazing. Cupcake Queen, I think, yeah. Coming, coming to season nine. Yeah. yeah. Her top notch rating is 87. See, she's coming through Jeez. and she's snatching crowns. <laughs> and wigs. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing this one away because it, it's a stick of butter that looks like it's letting out a silent fart. So I've got Buttercup. It's a limited edition card, card apparently. Buttercup is a rich shopkin that is known to have really great taste. His earliest memory is being whipped into shape. His favourite colour is mellow yellow. And his shopkins friends say that he will melt your heart. Shades sounds, a bit of like, sounds a bit like me, to be honest with you. Top trim's rating 42. All right, George won that one then. George, final category pick. Um... I'm going to go with Bubbles, who yeah. is either a blueberry or a blue bubblegum. Yeah. No, I'm entirely sure. <clears throat> she loves to hang out in the party food section, singing songs for anyone that will listen. Her BFF is Lolly Poppins. She likes a good chat and chew your ear off. She's known for bursting into song. That's she sounds really annoying. Uh, hobby Factor, 11. Right. I have Popsicle, which is a nice Lolly with a scarf on. 
Uh, that, how does that make any sense? What was the factor group one again? Hobby factor. Hobby factor 10. Uh, Sally shakes, uh, loves to dance. She's a, a bottle with, uh, she's winking. I mean, I, I, uh, hobby factor 16, I, I hate Sally shakes. Dave. Um, I've got a sugar lump. Um, <laughs> perfect touch oh, for that's a that's <laughs> Do the uh, ladies love your sugar lumps? This appears to be um, a, a, a baby sugar lump. Uh, <laughs> and the hobby factor is 13. Nothing sweeter than friendship. Okay, I've got a, I've got soda pops. Just, as I say, <laughs> is it I'm, an old man bottle nope, of pop by any chance? No, nope, it, it's, a, it's a very young can of soda. Um, hobby, hobby factor 13. I've got a wonderful card. Cookie, cookie. Got a bit, a bit eaten out of her. I don't know what this card's telling any of us. She likes milk and a joke and has got a hobby factor of 17. Right. Who won that one then? Oh, I've got, got one. You got no, one I, got, I got Posh Pear. Fancy to the bunch. Posh Pear is known for being a bit spoiled, but a good listener. Joyce playing around the cards with her best friend, Lippy Lips. So there we go. Uh, hobby factor eight. So I don't yes. Know I Picked up yes. a win on 17. Nice. Right. I'm I, mean, gonna... I don't think that any of us are winners no. here. Apart right. from Cupcake Queen. I'm going to go through the last ones and let's see if we can guess what they are. Shampoo. Shampoo. Bottle of shampoo. Shampoo, yes. Apple blossom. Uh, apple. Just an apple, yeah. Yo chi. What? Yo chi. Yogurt? No. Yeah. Froyo. Frozen oh, yogurt. Nice. Strawberry oh, kiss. I want that face palm card. Uh, strawberry? Yes, it is a strawberry. <laughs> Save that one to last. <laughs> honey. Just a jar of honey. honey. Just a jar of honey with gap teeth. <laughs> Lost a tooth. Too much sugar. And the last one, which is the wrongest card in the pack spilt milk. <laughs> Spilt milk. Spilt oh milk. I need to God. give you the description on this one. Spilt milk is the life of the dairy. Half silly and half serious. You'll never be bored with him around. His favourite hobby is skimming through comic books. He is known for being a bit of a klutz, but also a risk taker that loves to stir things up. And he's actually like bleeding from the top of his head with milk. That's <laughs> that is, I was so no. This is just like traumatizing. Can we have That's some trumps that are, actually exist? Real yes. things like cars or things airplanes. Going back to geeky ones. Uh, I do have a pack of top trumps, which is uh, 2003 movie stars. So I could bring Sounds that good. in. Wind yep. the bobbin up. Wind the bobbin up. It's birthday song time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> no, no, let's do okay. it. Say wax your beard. <laughs> Do you mean like you mean like sort of um, like Dax wax, not like Brazilian? <laughs> I use Percy Nobleman's uh, beard balm. Yes, yeah, Percy Nobleman. I, I put conditioner on my beard this morning just because I want to look nice for our birthday party. Yeah, well, I'm trying to cultivate. I'm trying to cultivate this kind of like Terry Pratchett, Cavalier, Musketeer kind of pointy say, thing. It's getting very squared oh, off, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting a bit angular. Yeah, yeah. I want a, I'm on a nice long pointy beard. I just put water on mine in the shower. Mine just. Because you're Ex- worth it. <laughs> 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 well, I, I did actually oil mine this morning and it just disappears into my pores. Whilst well, I'm enjoying all you talking about being bears, let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an otter, thank you. <laughs> so, as it is our first birthday this week, I thought it would be good to have a chat about some of our kids' birthday parties from when we were younger. Any memorable ones that people have had? I mean, I think pretty much everyone in the studio would have had a McDonald's birthday party at some point. Yeah. I don't think I have, you know. No, I was, I was like about 21. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a Wendy's birthday? Wendy's? Not no. Wendy's. Mr. Little Wimpy. Sh- Mr. Wimpy. Mr. Wimpy, sorry. No, Mr. Wimpy. So. Not, not, not Mr. Wimpy's ice cream. We just yeah. got crazy on Angel Delight and Jelly. <laughs> Thousand 
uh, hundreds and thousands. Yeah, that was the best thing about growing up as a kid in the 70s. Everything was full of 100,000 really bad chemicals for you, so it was great. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Dave is stood here holding his party bag by his side like he's actually been to a party. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's waiting for his wait mum to, to come it. and pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like just like stood there like their bags are elsewhere, but Dave's literally holding it by the handle. He's been clutching it since we got here. It's got dinosaurs in it. What more do you, you want? You can tell. That I haven't even looked through mine yet. There's dinosaurs. Where did you think the dinosaurs on my mind came from? What is he going to do when he finds out there's a fart can and a butt jar of bubbles? Um, bubbles? The farty jars are coming, apparently. Stop oh blowing bubbles. Guys bubbles. blowing bubbles in my face. Blowing bubbles. Is that how that song goes? Yes. George, have you got your farty jar? I have. I can't get the lid off now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Dave to play with. There you go. The texture is really gross. I don't remember enjoying these much as it a It looks kid, like either. sort of weird, like, putty. It and is. Then, oh, there, there we go. There you go. Like yes. Yucky noises. Oh my god, let's all do it at the same time. Clearly. <laughs> right, where's my bag? Oh, it's all sticky. <laughs> That's what she said. It's all wrapped oh. in plastic as well. Oh, no. That's what she said as well. And I love the way it's, it's politically correct and called itself noisy putty rather than fart putty. I like yeah. that this has gone off tangent so quickly, all because a man is <laughs> holding a carrier bag. <laughs> My fart potty. Well, we have literally, we have literally resorted to toilet humour right now. So this is. This might be the most grown-up show we've ever done. Yeah, let's let's get back on topic. So, kids' birthday parties. I lost a tooth at a kids' birthday party once. How? What? There was a big trend when I was kid for roller skating birthday parties, and. I fell over, basically. It, it was a loose tooth. Anyway, it's not quite as dramatic a story. But yeah, somebody fell over in front of me, and I fell over them and went face first. I wouldn't this recommend it. It's very hard to listen to this story. Smart noises. Um, I didn't really get many invited to many parties, because I don't think I was a well-liked child. <laughs> Is that because you were exactly how you are now? Were you angry Just guy as a I mean, if, like, the, if, I'm imagining like a dour kid with long hair and a beard. I had a real scowl and an attitude problem. No, I had the scowl, but I had a Pauline Quirk haircut. So. <laughs> oh, I can oh, imagine you coming home from school like, Maths, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't invited to many parties. Is that because you got into arguments at the bathrooms when yeah. you did go? Remember having a swimming party once, which is like the oddest kind of p- birthday party you can have. Yeah, I mean, I what really can you do at a swimming party apart from swim? Yeah, it was like they got the pool noodles out and like the floats oh. and oh. stuff to play with in the pool, yeah. but it was still like I don't I really want to strip a... down to my <laughs> swimwear <laughs> with the rest of my. Wouldn't school all the stuff? cakes and sweets get a bit soggy? How can you have <laughs> jelly and ice cream while swimming? I mean, you're going to have an upset stomach, aren't you? And also, I just feel like after about 20 minutes, everyone's going to be really bored of being in a pool. Uh, you're not meant to eat after, like, just go swimming after you've been as well. So what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the food was afterwards, if I remember correctly. And are you guaranteed okay. if you've got that many kids in a pool, there's some, one of them's going to, you know, weed in the water. <laughs> you're going to have that sort of... Uh, the opt- cloud, the octopus yeah. cloud just yeah. appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <just> squidding. <laughs> Any oh. memorable parties for you, Phil? Um, I mean, oh, I've got one, but it's a bit dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why, why is any birthday party yeah. involved with you? Have to was say this, this some was a birthday dark party in about tale. 1973 when it was a three-day week and the electricity would go out. I was born in 1987, thank you very much. No, so it was, I believe it was the summer of 1991. I was four. It was the I summer had, of 1991. <laughs> I had a, I had a it clown. It was a cold morning. I had a clown 
come and perform at my party. Uh, <laughs> is a, it was a, it was a, it was a magician a stroke star. clown. His name was Mr. Magic. <laughs> And um, it was, it, I, I loved it. I had the best time. I was obsessed with Mr. Magic. Magician stroke clown. That yeah. just sounded like love? a theme. But, but <laughs> when I, you and him in a heart. About, um, about 20 years later, I learned that Mr. Magic was a sex offender. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. Wow. I was not expecting that to go there. <laughs> Neither was I. And I think I that's, that's exactly what a lot, a lot of people said. Um, yeah, so I was just like, my, my childhood was retroactively darkened by the fact that I was like, oh my god, this man's amazing, he's got magic powers, he's so cool. And then it's like, well, there are a number of people out there who uh, have a lower opinion of him. Please, <laughs> please tell me he didn't make you balloon animals. No. <laughs> he did! <laughs> and he had an invisible, magical assistant called Mr. Bibbity Bobbity Boo. Oh, oh my god. I like to think this is one of those things that, that still comes out forever, though. Like, you know, you, you go home for Christmas and your mum's like, Phil, we help me with the washing up. And you're like, well, I could. But when I was four, you brought me a sex <laughs> fan of my party. So, oh, who's in the room here, so mother? Many, I've got so many gr- childhood grievances that I bring up, you know. <laughs> Phil, can you put the kettle on? Well, I wish I could, mum, but, you know, when I was seven. <laughs> still suffering from PTSD. Exactly. There. Like, who's in the wrong here, mother? <laughs> Dave, any memorable parties for you which don't involve sexual offenders? Clearly, the way he's been on that back. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm still slightly traumatised by Phil's experience. I don't think, Phil, I don't think Dave did it, right? much at parties. Dave yeah. clearly stood at the door with his party bag waiting to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> I've come for what I wanted. Get me out of here. Bye. Sorry, I'm just going to the fart party and I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I can't really remember... Any, any, I wouldn't say I've got any memorable ones. It's just uh, just memorable lot. bags. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like have a ranking system on your bags? Yes. This Wait, one had so a coloring book, but crappy pencils. Yeah. This, Four out of ten. Sorry, <laughs> this is not good enough. I expect better than this. You should get back I've, in the mum's face. I've got to say, Ryan, this is the best one I've had in a long time. So thank you. <laughs> I, I think, I think adults should do party bags ones. as well. They should. Like yeah. mini- miniature, miniature gins and Little stuff. Little baggies like. of powder. Yeah. <laughs> Not that kind sure. of party <laughs> bag. <laughs> That's more like miniature alcohol. Oh, like, like you kind of get on flights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The amount of sweets in here. Bring back bouncy castles for growing up. Bouncy castles are brilliant. Oh my god. Actually, that's that's the best birthday party I've ever been to. It was my friend's 18th, and her parents got her. It was it was amazing. It was a bouncy castle and an open bar in their back garden. Wow. I ordered a bouncy castle for my 21st birthday party. Love it. Nice. When I uh, I went to um, my friend Dave's engagement party, he hired a bouncy castle. He invited somebody he used to go to college with. Girl put on weight. I was thinking, I ain't getting on the bouncy castle with her. <laughs> Jesus, like she'd ballooned. <laughs> oh, like God. the physics involved would fire you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Let's anyway. uh, <laughs> try and tell this story without body shaming anyone. Oh my, come on. You know when someone just walks in, you're just like, whoa. I even said like to the point where I was like, you've changed. And then I realised what I'd said. <laughs> oh, 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 guy. Now we know why Guy's not invited to many parties. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you are just like a, a hazard to take anywhere, aren't you? I didn't think before I spoke, but you know. It's like when we went shopping last week, you were shouting at people in the queue. Come on, come on, out of the way. Oh, oh I was doing that on the way here. That's why I was late, actually. Just people getting in my way. way. For like an hour. Small tales with Guy Halford. Another toilet story again, isn't it? What is it with you and public conveniences? I got a couple for you this week. Um, a couple of things happened to me, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go with what I toilet, the story I call Toilet Pen. I don't even get how this happened. I don't get any science behind it. Space, I went for a crap at work. Oh, oh God. 
as you do, you know, you get paid to do it, so why not? So I was in there, and I'd, I'd been to the post office at lunch, and I sent some packages off. I took my one of two pens I have at my desk at work with me to write the labels. Anyway, so I stood up, pulling my trousers back up, doing my belt up, you know, took my shirt in, want to look presentable, getting back to the office. Next thing I notice, my pen's down the toilet bowl. I'm like, how the hell did my pen get down the toilet bowl? There, rested between the toilet paper and the feces. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just, oh I was looking at it and I was kind of like, how do Please I resolve... don't finish this story. Don't finish this story. <laughs> how do I resolve this situation? So I had to flush the chain while the pen was still in there, fish the pen out, wrap it up in toilet paper, and I had to wait because there was another man in the toilet, and I had to wait to come out of the cubicle, because there's no, like, urinals in there, it's just cubicles in here, with a wrapped up toilet paper and loads of soggy bog roll to throw it in the bin, otherwise I would have questions as to why I walked out the toilet with a pen wrapped up in soggy bog roll. <laughs> <laughs> now I only have one pen. I have a theory about why Guy has so many adventures in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I went so drinking with I Guy last weekend. Adventures and I swear in toilet to God, I've with never Guy seen Helfert. somebody pee so often. I, like, yes. Guy's Guy, bladder is yeah. the size of a peanut. Like, yes, we're Guy, sitting, sitting around the table, having a nice drink and a chat, and like, yeah, every 20 minutes, off he goes. I'm dreading it's this trip to Southampton. I'm dreading it. Yeah, Therefore, just, he encounters all the weirdos. Law of averages. But I mean, I don't get how this pen fell out of my pocket. Like, I literally don't get how it happened. Like, did it flick out when I pulled my trousers up? Probably. Was it Was it in my top pocket? Did I bend over? I don't know. A witch did it. Yes. I think top pocket is probably the most likely one. The amount of times that mm. stuff has almost fell out of my top pocket yeah. when bending down. Oh, also, though, it's like, if, if, have you ever had your phone in your back jean pocket? And then, like, when you go to the loo and you go to sit down and you're sort of pulling your jeans down and there's that precarious moment where it, you, it almost tips out of the pocket. <laughs> and you're like, no, this is the most Pete's expensive thing I own. Pete's stealing party bag. <laughs> is this party bag theft going on? Is this why you didn't have any stuff at all. He's running a racket. It's, it's, all got, it's all gone horribly wrong. I've just... I picked one up and uh, we, you know what have went you, wrong here? Have you thieved the wagon wheel? <laughs> names. Names. You know, a good mom would have written people's names on their um, bags. Because this has still got bubbles and stuff oh, in it and I took all of that stuff out and just left sweets. Sorry. Have you been eating sweets at my party no, bag, Keith? Oh, no. So yeah. Right. Just don't take your party Thanks. bag into the toilet. Yeah. But no, I know why Dave's holding his is to keep Keith out of it, no. not Phil. But this this is all wrong because I've now <laughs> got I've got I've now got a little skinny kinder thing that I didn't have before. So, so this can't be my bag either. With extra bubbles. What have you done? <laughs> so I've got a second story. These bub these these party bags are mating. There's something going on there. They're, they're okay, guys got another gross story to tell us. Now, this is a this is a social situation story. Um, I did mention this to you guys in the week. So, you, have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? Like, yeah, you are like human Larry David. Are you, are you, yeah, Larry David are you familiar yeah. with the, the thing? He's a social hand grenade, basically. Yeah. yeah, so you're familiar with the thing, stop and chat. Stop and chat is when you bump into someone you don't know, well, you, you kind of know, and they seem to want to know you more than you know them, and you have to have an awkward conversation with them. So I, I was in the library the other day. I was leaving to go back to work. This man just stops and looks at me. He nods at me and gives me a thumbs up, and I'm thinking, oh, great, it's a town weirdo. You know, there's plenty of a millionaire around Redditch, and I thought, oh. I reckon a lot of people probably see you and think that, guys. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, town weirdo, fantastic. So I kind of just did that polite thing of, like, smile like, back to him, like, yeah, just acknowledge him, yeah, make him feel special. Um, then he was like, are you right? How you been? 
And I was like, oh, and then I kind of just slipped into panic mode. Like, I really wish I had my headphones on at this moment, but they were around my neck. I can't pull them up and put them on. <laughs> I've got, I've got. Can you imagine that? Like, you should have just done you. that very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye. Uh, Homer Simpson disappearing into a hedge. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting my headphones on. <laughs> it's like, so I've, I've got to embrace this chat now. I've got, to, I've got to see what he wants. So he's like, how are you? How have you been? And I was like, yeah, fine, thanks. And he's like, so yeah, where are you working now? And I was like, uh, a company elsewhere. And I was like, oh, I'm literally, this man is like ringing no bells. And I, I was looking, he was looking at me smiling. And I just turned around and quite rudely said, I'm really sorry, I have no idea who you are. And he was like, oh, it's Michael, we used to work together. And I'm like, did we? Like, he literally he's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, we used to, we, we spoke to him. But like, you know, like, he literally made no memory click whatsoever. He's even foreign, he's and I those, still like, didn't get anything. Did, did he not know your name? Yeah, he knew a lot about me, didn't know anything about him. I still, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit shady as to who he is. Are you sure this wasn't just a Guy Halford stalker who, like, yeah. finally made the approach? Are you sure it's not the guy who just rings you up at three o'clock every morning? Yeah. I, always, oh, I was just like, I felt so, like, weird about it. And, like, I was, he was just smiling at me, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to engage you in chit-chat because I don't know anything about you, so I don't want to know anything about you. Maybe this was the guy that needed toilet roll in that cubicle uh, by himself a few weeks ago. I'm Michael, and I've handed you down. So I was like, oh, so, yeah, I've just got to go back to work now. and just ran off really quickly. But I mean, what would you guys have done in that situation? Would you have embraced him? Would you, would you have gone with it? Or would you have just been like, yeah, sorry, who are you? This happens to me quite often at conventions. People come up and start chatting, and it's usually because they're in the wrong costume, and you're just like, who the fuck are you? And you just have to roll with it and smile and like, yeah, oh my God, I haven't seen you for ages. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to go this way now. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll just hope something clicks. Yeah, and just, just make your escape fast. I, I am pretty bad when it comes to remembering names. So I'll know someone, I'll know who they are, but then it's like, I, I can't ever... It's like, I, I, feel like, oh, I feel like I've met you two or three times, so... I can't ask you your name again. It's just, it's too late. We're too, I'm in too deep. Because that's and when so, you start scrolling through Twitter and like checking so recent well, follows. Like, what I try and do is, um, there's this little trick um, where basically if you're at like a party or a networking event or mate, a social thing. Mate, uh, no, oh, no, I hate calling people mate. Because I always think you should be able to, you should call someone by their name if you can. So I'll like, I'll drag someone else into the conversation and I'll be like, oh, hey, this is so-and-so. Have you met, you know, have you two met? And then I'll oh, get them to introduce themselves. Oh, the friend themselves. pass off. Yeah. And I'll get them to introduce themselves to this new person in the See, conversation. The, the and then I'll be like, oh, yes. But what you automatically do as soon as you do that, as soon as he tells you, as soon as the name comes up, you then drop it into every sentence like 15 yes. times. Because then well, I have to say oh, it and repeat Steve. it. Yeah, Steve. I have to have say it Steve? and repeat it. Otherwise, I'll just forget it again. <laughs> I'm surprised, Guy, you didn't follow um, Bill Murray's example from... Um, Groundhog Day. Just punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. That sounds more like the guy of a method. Do you know what? Like, do you know what? I don't know, like, whether it's bad on my behalf that, like, you said, like, you know, you struggle to remember people's names. Like, this guy's face made very little impression on me when I saw him back in the day when I used to obviously work with him. So, like, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like I don't even remember what he looked like. So he wasn't your workplace crush then. I might have been here, it's what the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, he's followed you. Was he somebody who sat slightly in front of you, maybe, so you only actually ever looked at the back of his head? Maybe if you'd looked at him from a different angle, you'd suddenly realised who he was. Well, I even thought to myself, like, uh, maybe we did work together, but I don't know why I would have associated myself with you at work. Like, uh, you don't look like anybody who would have interested me, <laughs> so why would yeah. I have spoken to you? Is that worse than people who you actually know who they are, but you want to actively avoid talking to them? Well, like you. <laughs> You're running out of room that's in this place. Really? So that's when you fix your eyes on the horizon yeah. and just 
keep just walking power on and, walking. and hope uh, that you know you walk by so quickly that they don't notice you. Yeah. Or you go into a random shop. Or just pretend to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the great thing is now, I'm, you know, we all just walk through town with our earphones in, so you can just start talking to yourself. And people, <laughs> think you're you're, people will, yeah. will no longer think that you're, you know, mentally just, ill. Like, hold part they'll of the just, cable to exactly, your face. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then they'll just think, oh, he's having a conversation. I won't interrupt it. And, and then if they do make un- eye contact, you can just sort of, sort of go like, like, hey, you know, hey, wave, like you know, yeah. sort of raise your eyebrows, smile a bit, and then kind of power on. Do I think that the stop and chat is something that should be banned? If you've kind of known somebody you haven't seen them for years and you don't really have much in common, don't bother to spend waste that person's day. So Just carry on with you your day. Think, what do I have to say to this person? Nothing. Yeah. What's so I'm not going to waste that time. you being very reserved. What's your opinion on I'm this? I'm just thinking you should just act crazy them. You know, start hugging them, grabbing bits. <laughs> you know, it works for Donald Trump. Touch so, my coat. You know. Touch my coat. He's got, oh, remember that time when we were down that club? Why it was brilliant. Oh, you know, you should just freak them out completely, out crazy them. Funny enough, though, like, I don't mind, like, if you go out, like, drinking or to a club, like, you just, like, pat someone's shoulder, like, oh, my God, Steve, how are you? How have you been? Just just to wind someone up, like, that's fun. Just to pretend, like, you don't know that, you know you don't know that person, but you're like, oh, hi, Steve, how you doing? You should just like, tap I like the shoulder that. and say things like, the cops have never come to question me about that thing. You're <laughs> all right. So if that stuff catches up with you, though, when you tell pretend backstories when you're a bit drunk this happened to me and phil at an event he's looking at me blankly <laughs> i got i got, inv- got invited to a launch event uh, and was told to bring my family and i took oh, phil because yes. there was three yes. prosecco yes. so he said it was my cousin and then we were at another event a couple of weeks later and another friend of mine walked up and he was like ah oh, george's cousin phil and we'd both forgotten that we'd lied about this <laughs> and phil just sort of stood there for a moment like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the moment but I'm not related to her. Going, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? That's very confusing. Yeah, and be careful what lies you tell people. It was but quite I, simple. Yeah, but, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. So I guess in summary, don't come and talk to me unless we're good friends or you actually have something relevant to say. Mm. And I'm sorry, Michael, if you do listen to this. I'm sure you're a lovely chap, but we've, we've, got, <laughs> nothing, we've, we've got nothing to talk about. Tell us in. Tell us who you are, guys. <laughs> mystery past. We have to be locked in a room with him to speak to him, Michael, so, you know. <laughs> like, come, like, five you make, years. You're making a lucky escape here. Like, five, yeah. five years' time. I'll see you guys on the street. I ain't going to acknowledge any here. You barely Harsh. do now. <laughs> We're going to be there in a cardboard box. <laughs> 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 Phil verified Ellis will swan past with his glass of Prosecco. I used to know him. (laughs) I'm Philip Ellis, and this is why you're wrong. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to think of something to fill time. Can we try that again? No, no, wow. Carry on, Phil. Okay, so... My, so my, uh, I'm Phil and this is why you're wrong, um, uh, gripe this week, it's related to yours guy, and it's about people talking to you in public. It's, um, it's when you see somebody who either, and this happens to me, this happened to me a few times, um, you are, you've either connected with somebody on Tinder or on Titter, Titter, <laughs> Twitter, I haven't used that social media app yet. Oh god. Yeah, so what do you do on Titter? <laughs> Is that when you giggle like really quietly? <laughs> so just giggling really quietly in the corner. Again. It's where you make a tit out of yourself. That, no, that's this show. Um, so Tinder or Twitter, and um, and and then they you'll be out on a night out, and they will approach you and talk to you as if they know you, as, as if you are friends. And it's like, oh, well, I know your face and I might know your name, but actually the etiquette is I know you in the pretend online world. I don't know you in the real world. And it's kind of creepy for you to come up and talk to me as if we're friends, especially when it's like, um, you know, a Tinder match. 
Because that's like, well, I've, you know, if we haven't been on a date yet, there's a reason for that. So don't come <laughs> and, you know. I super liked you. Go away. Oh, well, I always swipe left on the super likes because it's just too needy and I can't handle that much pressure. <laughs> Do I found strange? Like my girlfriend was showing me um, a message. Her, her sister sent her sisters on Tinder. Somebody just sent her a message saying "slag," and that was it. Literally, that was their first message to her was "slag." I mean, this is this, this is the thing. It's like the. I mean, it's it's a platform. It's an online platform like any other, which means men are going to use it to harass women because that's just what they do. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of just like taking things from the online world to the offline world without sort of you know, mutual consent and agreement. It's just weird. Someone back me up on this, please. Was it Michael? <laughs> I agree with you that it's weird. It's I think it's me. difficult for people to disassociate to... Here. I kind of get what you mean. It's, it's like, that kind of yeah. thing. People, people kind of, they talk to people on online, like through gaming platforms. That sense of you build a relationship or you, you artificially build a relationship. And then I think people do just instantly go, oh, well, I've, I've sent them a message on Facebook, or I've sent them a message, so yeah, it's fine, I can just talk and to them like they're my mate. And maybe sometimes they forget that it's um, not real? Yeah. Like, there are, there are maybe sometimes when it's like, oh, I thought that I knew you in real life, that's just because I follow you on Twitter. Yeah. And so I thought yeah. I thought we were friends, and, I, and then I kind of it was only when I started talking to you that I realised I've never met you before. It's this that thing that must happen to celebrities all the time that like because they've got a, per, a, a an out, a presence online that everybody thinks oh I know you because I I read what you do on Twitter and I think it's that insight people think they know you because they see things that and did they happen build to me stuff. once actually um, I, I was basically the Michael in this story. Um, <laughs> God, I, I'm gonna get sued. I'm so gonna I get sued. Um, I was I was sat in a room having some lunch and it was in my client's office and this woman walks in and she's uh, she's a very attractive woman she's really really beautiful um, and I was like I, I, she, she looks so familiar and I was like I know her I definitely know her I've definitely <laughs> met her she I, we, I, and I said oh hi I'm Phil I, I'm sure you know we've worked together haven't we I'm sure we've met like you know were you here were you here at the last thing and she, she says to me no I'm Monica Lewinsky <laughs> what oh my god <laughs> And, uh, and I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah. And I, I think she just that's gets awkward. that a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, that's where you know me from, yeah. So why were you in the same room as Monica Lewinsky? That's just how I roll. More importantly, with a still stand on a dress. Oh, I mean, oh, let's not go there. David. Libel, slander, this dog. It was 20 <laughs> years ago. Oh, Keith can't even approach the microphone with that one. She we're was getting in trouble on this show. Can we let the poor woman have a life apart yes. from yes. one thing that happened to her 20 years ago? Yes. Thank you, George, exactly. And, and she was... And let's she, ignore she, she the musical and the multiple about, films. About her, um, her, she was there speaking about um, online bullying and harassment. So uh, let's, yeah. Talk, let's talking about let's... online bullying and harassment, do you remember that tweet I sent people this week with Nigel Farage? No. About the people, the, messages the... the people who were sending him? Yes. Oh, so, yes. I yeah. think my favourite comment that somebody had put about Nigel Farage online with his harassment was, he looks like a condom filled with porridge and thrown into a hedge. <laughs> I saw that. I thought that was just fake subtitles that they put over. He was saying something else, and people had just put this up as like pretend. I mean, I, I mean, you know, where's the lie, really? No, no, they were actual tweets that people have sent him. Fair dues. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to agree with his politics, yeah. but he's been nice to people. I, okay, so here's the thing. It's like he's it's an odious, horrible human being, but. I think he has a they, right if, to do what he wants. Says what he wants. I mean, that's not what I'm. That's not what yeah. I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> I, I would just say we have to draw a line at making it personal and making it about their appearance. Yeah. And this is something that happens a lot with more with women than with men. Although it does happen with men. Like Kellyanne Conway is a horrible, horrible person, <laughs> but 
it's like when people just talk, start talking about how haggard and ugly she is. It's like, well, that's not really the point. The point is that she's a bad person. It's not yes. that, you know, why, why are we limitating it to it's her like appearance? It demeans your argument. Yeah, when you why go... are we talking about the kind of shoes that Theresa May's wearing when she's, you know, doing so much other stuff that we should be focusing on? It's sort like of like... Holding hands with Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a sort of, you know, like, let's not get personal. Let's not talk about their families. It's just like, it's nasty. And it kind of makes us look like the bad guys. It's what they do, not what they look like. That's exactly. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Cool. Thank you, Philip. And that's why we're all wrong this week. Exactly. This party political broadcast was brought to you by the Geeky Brummy Show. <laughs> right, so where can we find everybody online? George. Caramel Latte Kiss, pretty much everywhere there is social media. Um, it's spelt wrong on Twitter because they have a stupid character count. <laughs> what else? Everywhere else it's two. Keith. Hard Variations of Hard Look Hotel. Dave. Um, this is an hour on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter is at D1 dwit3187 Phil uh, you can find all my writing and accounts at freelancephilip.co.uk and verified on Twitter <laughs> or just look for the guy with the blue tick yeah Guy do you remember what your blog's called this week anybody <laughs> Guy discovers music com damn it Woo! so close <laughs> at Guy underscore help on Twitter follow me I'm fun on Instagram Guy loves vinyl and take pictures no, of vinyl guy H. Vinyl guy H. You can find me Tinder. after I cut that out <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter at Ryan Parrish and at Gormand. And of course, you can find the show information at Geeky Brummy on Facebook at Geeky Brummy as well. We're on Instagram, just not on MySpace yet. We still need to get around to that. Uh, are we? Right, I mean, as long as we're going to be in the top eight friends, that's fine. Yes. Right, and don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, podcast, and. Find it for our Give us a five star rating on iTunes. Yes, please. We'll be your friend. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. If you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.